Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H and J Lee with the H and J Lee. Have you heard something I haven't heard? H and J Lee. The H and J Daily. I'm just trying to speed the it's like Alan when he says Christian Aldo. Yeah, very much. It's so. the same thing. <laughs> so, um, yes, we had a, a lot of fun today. We had lots of people joining us in the studio, which was great. Ainsley Harriet, always good to yeah, see. Yeah, good form. Uh, big Arsenal fan, of course. Got a new uh, TV show around the World Cup. We spoke to Ainsley. Um, Simon Brodkin was in, comedian, prankster. And, of course, we had to uh, talk about some of his great pranks, including the infamous Set Blatter one. Mm. Um, Ian Holloway was in to chat yeah. about his excellent new book, How to Be a Football Manager. Very candid chat, as always, with Ian. Yep, very interesting stuff. I know you enjoyed that from the feedback we had. And Martin Kellner brought us a week of sport on TV. Absolutely. So a bit of a bumper one for you today. We had a bit of a chat at the top. Andy had an absolutely sensational gag for you at the top of the show. <laughs> yeah, it was a good gag, yeah, and I liked it. Much, it made yeah. me laugh. <laughs> Even though I almost crashed it for him. But anyway, <laughs> he got it out and it's funny and you'll hear it at the top of this. <laughs> Seven minutes mm. past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. And a good afternoon, Paul. And how are you uh, post-dentistry? Fine. I had one tooth removed because I had an abscess. Honestly, I had somebody text me afterwards and thought, with you going on during the birthday spread, they thought I had all my teeth removed. <laughs> so you are terrible. Gummy Jacobs. <laughs> um, so, it's a bit sore, but I'm fine. Oh, good stuff. You're, you're soldiering on. I am. That's the sort of bloke I am. You are. I've been soldiering on for two, honestly. It's been two weeks of purder. Yeah, I know. Well, abscesses are not nice, are they? So no. I, I feel your pain. Not yeah. good. But uh, I saw the story this morning, new research, and we might do something on this next week, says that bees can play football. Yeah, but I'm going to find out more about yeah, that next week. They're not the only insects to take part in sport. Everyone knows wasps play rugby. Well, they did. Well, they, well blimey. <laughs> yeah, talk about kick a team while they're down, and There's no need for that. That's true. Elton John has launched his own limited edition Marmite. Did you see this? <laughs> Are you, are you all right, mate? No. Is, it, st- is this still <laughs> the effects of the gas and air? No. And he had an injection. Look, it's uh, it's in here. It was at the point where Andy said Elton John's introduced his own Marmite that someone came in and just slid him out of the studio Headline, to have a in the down. star, Elton So Marmite. In the so, star. Oh, okay, it doesn't mean it's enough. not true. Sir Elton John is to launch his own limited edition jar of Marmite. There's still quite a few celebrity Marmites, yeah. I've, I've actually celebrity been... Celebrity Marmite? Yeah. I've right, seen this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They brought lots of limited editions. There's a whole world of limited edition Marmites. You're not available. I'm still not You're sure. Not, I'm, I'm asking the producer to come in. I'm not sure about some of the things he's saying. <laughs> yeah, he's delirious. He's delirious. As it happens, I've tried it. 
Oh, yeah. And it's not as thick as the normal Marmite. In fact, it's a little bit runny. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Thank you, and good night. We got there in the <laughs> end. Know. I'm sorry, I was almost <laughs> crashing it. That's yeah, fine, I'm used to it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, a woman in Hampshire... <laughs> a woman in Hampshire? A woman in Hampshire has a phobia of Scottish accents. Actually makes her break out in a sweat and retch and all sorts. Oh, my goodness. She wouldn't have enjoyed breakfast with Alan, Ali and Jim Kerr the other morning. <laughs> <laughs> she would have been in trouble. Would have been like The Exorcist, wouldn't it? And the red spinning round. <laughs> Brighton are confident of signing Argentine midfielder Facundo Buonanotte, oh, yeah. Igor Monachev's favourite player. I'm sure he would be, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that was supposed to come up there. He didn't come up there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good night. Good night. It doesn't yeah. matter. That would be good. good the moment. That gone. game in Moscow. I'm delighted to say that joining us now live <laughs> from the Russian capital clip, is yeah. Talk Sports Russian correspondent Igor Monachev. A very good evening, Igor. <laughs> Good night. There we are. It still works. Yeah. Still good. You kind of need the context for it to make. I suppose you do, really. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, Don't have Igor on as much these days, do we? I wonder why. Oh, yeah, it's surprising, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Anyway. Go on. Are you, are you, no, I've, uh, got, I've got nothing, Andy. I'm just sitting nothing. here. I'm, I'm just worried about you, mate. Yeah, that's all. Right. I'm just... I'm, really I'm waiting for. Uh, I'm waiting for Nurse Honestly, to come in. I'll get more texts after you. Are you all right? <laughs> <laughs> you love casting aspersions. No, you'll be fine. I love... Uh, do you see um, Brendan Rogers said he really wants uh, um, Erling Haaland to play against Leicester. I really want him to play, you were saying. Did he have his fingers crossed behind his back? <laughs> I bet he doesn't. He's saying, you That's know, a he's a great wreck on, You want to pit yourself against the best players. I oh, mean, yeah, if he does sure. play and then scores four goals, I wonder what Brendan would be saying be then. Saying, I'm so happy. Yeah, I was so delighted to watch that great player in action, yeah. <laughs> Talking about Erling uh, Haaland, uh, Andy Robertson has said it's unfair to compare Darwin Nunes with goal machine Erling Haaland. The only reason they're compared is that they play in the same position. Well, yes, and they moved in the same way. I think it's quite reasonable, isn't it, to compare them? They're two strikers. Yeah. Signed at a similar t- a time, of course. i tell you what I didn't realise, though, that Nunes is actually marginally quicker than Haaland. Yeah. And they're both I think, I think Nunes quick. looks really oh, good. good player. Uh, yeah, yes, no, uh, no I, I think as the more games he gets, I think he'd be a lot further mm. down the road without missing those games with that daft headbutt. So um, he'll be fine. He's a good player. And did you see the reports of the uh, Rooney's night out, which uh, is like yeah. a lot of fun, actually. Fun. People uh, go for meal with friends in Greece, I think, should have been the headline, <laughs> yeah. and have drinks. This is it. It's, such a sort, of, it's just a sort of disapproving tone of the tabloids when yeah. people do this. And like, like the people in their offices don't go out and get drunk on a Friday or anything like that. Of course they don't. Reports of the Rooney night out. One tabloid said that mm. Wayne had grazed his head and the other one said he gashed his head yeah well, there's a big difference between a graze and a gash isn't there nick in his forehead I don't think he was just caught by a bit of uh, Greek crockery oh, I was, it, was it was one of those the old plate started being smashed about. that's what it was got yeah. a bit of bounce back anyway yes. um, anything else you want to discuss well I can give you more than I have nothing for later so I shall well, say well you're just rationing there are you well, I, I have I, to I, I had no idea that's quite a lot I gave you there really <laughs> now we hoped at this point to have Steve Armisen pop into the studio and reflect on mm. a fine win for England <laughs> against Australia yes. but it was a frustrating morning wasn't it I mean well, it's just the, the way it's been. This tournament is just a, you know, a bit of a non-starter, a damp squib, as it they literally, say. Literally. Yeah, literally. it's and been a bit uh, of a blow, hasn't it? I mean, it no is, play in either games this morning. Teams Ireland are going to go out having hardly played a game, or it's just, you know, it's very unsatisfactory. Yeah. So why, as big Alan would say, why uh, schedule? Um, I mean, if you, it, uh, you just look it up, don't you? It's like the wettest month 
in that part of Australia, really, where the bulk of the games <clears> are being played. I it think it's to do with mean. how busy the calendar is, but surely they could have, you know, and they've got to get the big bang in, not the big bang, big the bash. The big bang? <laughs> big bang? <laughs> well, that's a... I didn't know the big bang was coming, not another one. Dude, that was coming round quite as quickly. I'll go home now. Yes, a little bit. What were that and Elton John's Marmite? I'm not happy about this. It's still the effects. The effects have not true. worn off. It's definitely true. I thought I was hoping, really, the tooth you'd had out. I mean, remember that old Lauren Hardy film where he has a tooth out, and every time he speaks, he goes. <laughs> I was just hoping you'd have you'd have one of those. No, no, I sound uh, pretty good much. Good afternoon, the same. everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. I did oh, have a lopsided good. smile yesterday for about five hours afterwards. That's a good a bit you weird, weren't walking down the street smiling at people, were you? <laughs> no, not a bit really. creepy. <laughs> no, not, really. not a good look. <laughs> anyway, um, hopefully we can get through at the end of it without him having another hallucination. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Well, we're all building up, of course, uh, to the World Cup, and that is true of Ainsley Harriet as well. He has a brand new series starting this weekend, Ainsley's World Cup Flavours, and uh, he joins us now. Good to see you, Ainsley. Yeah, well, fabulous to be here. Thanks for inviting me on, and uh, it just sounds right, doesn't it? World Cup Flavours. Yeah. I mean, suddenly we are we're having a little flavour at the moment, uh, you know, when we start looking at TV and people are saying, oh, I'm not going, I'm not doing this. I think once it starts... I think we're all just going to be, you know, just, oh, I just can't wait. You wait, can't wait help yourself. Once you get there, yeah, once you get there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. mm, That's right. It is, you know, it does leave a bit of a bad taste in the mouth. Not, unlike your food, Ainsley. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you after? <laughs> what are you <laughs> after? Fantastic. <laughs> you, I caught this being on and I thought this sounds really, really good. And explain a little bit about what the programme is. Well, it's, uh, it all came about because, you know, I have a great passion for food and football. You know, mm. I'm a gooner, but so the passion hasn't been that great for quite a while. But it's rebuilding again. Mm-hmm. Perhaps it's in tune with the series but the, it was just um the idea of being able to interview people talk to them about the world cup especially it's on four or five weeks before and just you know whether, whether it would be glenn hoddle jermaine jenner michael owen or jill jill scott why hello jill yeah uh, you know <laughs> that moments uh, where you can just you know talk to people in a very relaxed atmosphere and there's no better place than being in the kitchen for a chat I yeah. think we all agree. It's where you open up a little bit, isn't it? If you're sitting around a table, it feels a little bit mm. like you're being interviewed. But in a situation like being in the kitchen and I'm cooking, and uh, the interesting thing about it is we shot it as a live kind of feel to it. So I'm cooking and chatting with them all the time, and they're loving it. And last week, Big Sam one was on stuffing his face. You know, he was eating more <laughs> than he was talking. <laughs> Argentinian <laughs> steak you made. Him, That's right. It beautiful, beautiful chimichurri. I can't. That that was just wonderful isn't it? Those really bold flavours just going along with the meat and uh, yeah, loved it. Really, And we had the sweet corn ribs with it too so I think we got a lot of reaction from that and uh, you know, it's good. Really was, good. That, was that the programme where Sam said that he, he could do a better job than Gareth? <laughs> <laughs> Quite possibly, yeah. You've also got Oli Mers on if he's making a, donna, a German doner kebab. Oh, uh, Oli, yeah. Oli, Oli Mers was on last week and uh, 
And what was really interesting about the doner kebab, because what we tried to do is we tried to link mm. food with different countries, you know, whether it be, you just mentioned Argentina and the chimichurri and uh, doner kebab, funnily enough, everyone would have thought it was Turkish, but there's actually mm. more kebab shops in Berlin than there are in Istanbul. Oh, yeah. So uh, it's, it's a really big, big thing over there. And it was a Turkish immigrant that invented it, apparently, there. And uh, just, you know, a handheld food. And we serve it with a beautiful sort of garlic sauce. All of that. And he's just there. We're just sharing it. We're just eating and talking football, uh, like you gentlemen do, you yeah. know, Monday to Friday. And it's a brilliant thing, especially when you combine the two. And, of course, we've got a uh, drink specialist on. Cool. So all the food that we create, you're able then to... You know, have a little drink. What would you go with this? And I'll ask, uh, um, you know, the Browns. It's Paul Anthony Brown. I'll ask him about it, and he'll come up with another fantastic drink. Whether it will be a beer, a non-alcoholic drink, or something alcoholic. And occasionally, it was gin and. Trying to swallow a few at home in the morning. <laughs> yes, I couldn't see the onions at the end of it. <laughs> the, um, the recipes are all online, I can see here, which is always a good thing, actually. Yeah, see. I think, uh, and also what it is, the fact that we cook with such speed, you know, especially when you're doing a live program people miss out on things and uh, mm. you know people are talking and stuff like that so it's just it's really lovely where you can think oh that looks really great and you can go online because you need the slowness of it because i think the the uh, football program's got lots of pace and you need that pace and energy you know and that's really what i'm about too yeah and uh, who else you, oh, you say you got lined up who's on this week you're on uh, sunday week, instead yeah. of saturday yeah? uh, sunday this week 11 25 we've got jill scott coming on mm. and uh that that's really exciting and uh remember ian bell Bodie, Bowdy, Brody. Oh, Ian Brody. Uh, Brody. Brody. Have I got it wrong? Three lions. Oh, you, three yeah. lions. You can call me Angel then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Three lions. Yeah. And apparently, I don't. I don't know if you know this, but they're uh, thinking of re-releasing another one. Yeah. So uh, you how many years of hurt this. is it now? They have to yeah. keep working but it I out. I gather that it's got uh, the women. <clears throat> brilliant oh, European okay. champions in it. And that's a bit of a nod to that. It's a bit more of an upbeat one. Oh, well, that's good. I, th- I think that's pretty good. And, mm. you know, when Jill came on, what they achieved, if the if the, the boys can do as well as the women, yeah, I yeah. just it's fabulous. Well, she it? didn't swear at you. Uh, yeah. Well, there, there was a little bit of that behind <laughs> the scenes. Got, <laughs> did not be off camera. She's got, yeah, she's, she's got a, an unwanted catchphrase from something she shouted in one of the games. So uh, yeah, for, yeah. you haven't got to be a particularly good lip reader, of course. But <laughs> I'm sure she won't be saying that on a live show on I certainly hope not. I really, really We are talking about 11.25 a.m., aren't we? 11.25 a.m., yeah. 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 Then the following week we'll be back on Saturday at 11.30. It's because we've got the international rugby this week and, you know, that's exciting again. It's the women playing in that and it's been brilliant. You know, we really have... We've been saturated with sports now because we've, we've got everybody involved, mm. you know, and that's what it should be like, everybody involved and in inspiring others. I think it's just brilliant. I mean, I just... You know, sport everywhere. If it was 11.25pm, Andy, I mean, imagine, not a great idea. <laughs> not the idea for Sam, big, big Sam to go to bed on, on an Argentinian oh, steak set. If only you oh, Ainsley, I couldn't get off to sleep till four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was still processing exactly. it. I had five Rennies. That Cameroonian beef kebab really got to me. <laughs> just after midnight, I could still feel it. 
Manchester City. Yeah, oh dear me. Oh, solid, was, solid yeah. as a rock. <laughs> <laughs> so we talk a bit of Arsenal because yeah. you are a well-known Arsenal fan. I mean, we're delighted, obviously, myself and Andy, for you, that things are picking up. So <laughs> well, Tottenham so and Chelsea. What can I say? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's going well, isn't it? Well, it, it has been going well. I thought, yeah, yesterday's result was a little bit, you know, yeah. here and there. I think uh, sometimes everybody's learning. You know, it's quite interesting when you you look at a manager. We we always assume a manager's going to be older than us. And what what is Mikel Arteta? Is he forty yet? Maybe, probably something. Maybe something like that. So one of the youngest managers too. And so I think everybody's learning. And I maybe looking at last night, we might have thought that you know we could have started with a strong team straight away instead of having to bring everybody on but it doesn't matter I think every uh, we, we we can put it right next week and uh, against Zurich we've got a, a home game then and uh, you know if we get the points then it, job done yeah. I mean you want it's to do, you, balance you, it isn't yeah it? and you want to top it's that group because you don't have to play that playoff game you know in that extra match in the new year you ah, can do exactly and uh, and uh, and for, it's, it's really lovely to say that none of our none of the British boys are going to be in that group are they you know Chelsea and Spurs well Spurs have got to go and do something how unlucky was that against uh, I heard you talking yesterday about mm. it how unlucky were they against Sporting yeah but you, you know, were gutted for us weren't you <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, you know I've got family who are big Spurs right. fans and so so I kind of, you know, we respect each other. And my agent's a big Chelsea fan. So it's kind of nice. Anybody else, get lost. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, you know, when you're close to someone, you kind of yeah. look out for them. I don't know really. if you've had that. It was the first time I've really experienced, um, I mean, I know we benefited from one or two big calls like that, but it was the first time I can really remember right at the end of a big game, qualifying for a, the next stage of a tournament and all that entails, in that moment, celebrating in that moment, yeah. when yeah. you think you've nicked a game you don't really deserve. And then only to see it sort of stripped Taken away. away from you. Yeah, Taken away from you. It's a it's pretty horrible. unedifying oh, experience yeah. as a fan. I know, really. I know. What and good VAR is you doing. Tend, after that, you tend not to celebrate anymore. You, no. you kind of wait. You only celebrate... When well, I'm saying this. I just wonder in 10, 15 years, time, we'd like to think it's going to be a better system that operates better. But we do wonder... You know, we've already seen players scoring goals and not celebrating because they either think they're offside or they mm, might have caught mm, it with their hands. Mm. So happened against Everton the other yeah. day when it ended up being a brilliant goal. In fact, that, yeah. that you know the movement and everything. The Anthony Gordon goal. Yeah, yeah. the Golden goal. And we saw Skamaka score for West Ham and he scored the goal and he just stood there thinking yeah. that's probably going to be ruled out. I know. Yeah. You and want then, an Ian Wright run down and yeah, you know you a celebration, to you a passion. Yeah, no, it's mm. a, it's a and great Harry show. was celebrating. Harry really thought he nicked it, yeah. and uh, and you could feel it. There's a little smile that broke out. Think because that's what you want. <clears throat> you want to see those people that you go and support every week show the other side of them, the excitement, the yeah. passion, the fire. If Wonderful. the technology gets, I mean, there's no reason why it can't be the same as a assistant referee's flag. You know, that's where you want it at. You want it because everybody has those moments when you think you scored, but you find out five mm-hmm. or six seconds later you haven't. That's different. You yeah, know, not yeah. four and four and a bit minutes. So. No, I know. I know that's what VAR and we're, ha- we're, we're learning to live with that now aren't yeah, we yeah, yeah. we have to we kind of have to accept it and let's be honest sometimes it works in our favour too so you have to take the rough with the smooth and uh, it's that old thing when people say it works out at the end of the season mm. you know yeah yeah I mean? yeah you're a very well-travelled man. Have you spent time in Doha and Qatar? Or like uh, no, mm. I've, I've been down to uh, uh, Dubai mm. and uh, uh, spent a bit of time down there. Um, how do I feel about it? Is that what you're asking no, me? No, or? just whether... Because obviously, if you've actually been there, you get a different impression from stuff yeah. we're reading now. So yeah, just, yeah, just yeah, yeah. No, well, I don't expect you to commit. To- <laughs> I, I know. I, I, ju- I just think that. I just think that. Quite honestly, there's a there's a lot of feeling about you know people weren't 
respected and people weren't treated right. But if you look back in history, then um, there's exploitation everywhere. You could go back as far as the Egyptians building mm. the pyramids and, you know, uh, there was exploitation. You're going to rip them down? Do you know what I mean? How, how far do you want to take it? I think we have to accept it now. We have to accept that it's gone on and, yeah, it's it's wrong humanly. It's it's, it's just not right what, what went on. But we've got a World Cup there and... Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll probably be tuning in. I will be yeah. tuning in, you know. We want to see the team You want to see them, yeah, and it's it's sad that, you know, some people have suffered in a way. Mm. So what can we do about it? You know, we can it's bang our fists and stuff Looking like at the stadiums yesterday, I was thinking, what's going to be left after this? You know, these seven or eight Well, a lot of the stadiums, stadiums are being, they're sort of flat-packed. They're being <laughs> taken <laughs> oh, down. Oh, right, they're good. <clears throat> some of them are staying, but well, quite a lot good. of them are just being taken down. But so, we, we had the same situation in South Africa, didn't we? There was a lot of white elephants there, wasn't mm, there? Yeah, yeah, that's very true. And in Brazil. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah often was, the uh, case. Yeah. Um, now, uh, one, a legend of Arsenal is currently in Strictly. You've been on Strictly. What have you made? Have you caught Tony Adams? Oh, of course I have. Yeah. Of course I have. And uh, <laughs> my partner have been sitting down there watching <laughs> him and... Uh, it's it's been a revelation, isn't it? It's just wonderful when you see someone like that. And all of us are football fans. All of us remember the passion that boy had when he was on the field. He mm. really, you know, he got us over the line many, many times. And uh, what he's been doing in Strictly is fantastic. Last week, I mean, it was the worst yeah. start. Honestly, it was worse he, than the this first. This is the thing. He's so <laughs> terrible, but but he's, he isn't sweet. And the, it's and it's, the enter- it's, not, it's an entertainment like show, isn't it? Look, he's probably not going to win it, and it'll, it'll be a John Sargent and Anne Whittaker, you know, semi finals or quarter finals, mm. and we're, yeah, we've had enough now. And but that's but the until way it then, be, though. Until that's then, the way yeah. it should be. Mm. Because they always end up at the bottom. But, you know, the public vote for them because that's mm. what we want. We want to be entertained on a Saturday night. Yeah. And it's not all about putting a foot in the right position. You know, I've done, I've done it myself mm. and mm. I, I know what that they, the demand is on your body. And you do commit. You really, really do try hard. And it's not just a case of whether you can get on the dance floor and swivel. It's about the technique and the discipline of being able to capture each dance and to, you know, to do it's it properly. It's incredibly difficult, isn't it? Yeah, really, yeah, really difficult. dancing lessons once I was So, um, Sunday this week, then, the show, you say 11... 11.25, uh, ITV1, and, uh, yeah, there's uh, that's going to be good. Then it will follow on for the next few weeks. And you'll be going back to Saturdays from next week, is I'm going right? back from Saturdays, and I think we've got Mike Lowe in, and uh, then then... And there's Jermaine Jenner, Glenn Hoddle. Oh, yeah, uh, there was a lovely t- very, very quickly. There was a moment when we just right at the beginning mm. of the show, mm. which is kind of building up who it is. And I said, I'm really excited. I've got food and football, two of the things I really, really love. And I said, and I can't wait to talk to all the experts about football. I said, the only thing is, I'm an Arsenal fan, so I don't really want to talk to anybody from Chelsea or Arsenal. Oh, here's my first guest. <laughs> yeah. The car pulls up, open the door, Glenn Oddle gets up. Well, Glenn Oddle, <laughs> I walk off. <laughs> <laughs> It's good, good stuff, Ainsley. We look forward to it. Lovely to see you as always. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Love the show. Thank and you. And he brought Brilliant. cakes. Brought cakes for the well, team. Can't be bad, can God it? God bless him. Thank you. Well special done. Halloween specials. Cheers, Ainsley. Thank God you. bless. Thank you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Charlotte's news story there about Prince William uh, will only attend the World Cup if England get to the final. Yeah. What a glory hunter! Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I suppose really he needs he probably does need to be with his FA connection no, if they do get to the finals. So uh, see if he gets a ticket, mm. I think they'll squeeze him in, find him a hotel. Room. Oh, I think they'll find him somewhere. I think they probably won't. He won't be staying in a container or a or a tent, I wouldn't think. Container. That does seem that does seem very, very unlikely. That would be good. 
Uh, first, we had uh, hit training. You know the idea that you sort of do very short, high intensity, high yeah. intensity, mm. not for too long. Now, according to the papers this morning, it's ninety seconds. Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous, isn't it? Just ninety seconds of exercise every day slashes the risk of early death by half. How can you? That's, that's got to be wrong, hasn't it? Well, have you not seen the, the many shows of uh, Dr. Michael Mosley? Um, yes, I know he's a big a, fan of done this. Quite, isn't uh, he? He's, uh, yeah, yes, he's a former doctor and he's a sort of TV presenter these days. But oh, yeah, right. he's done that. These very, very short bursts of very, very high inten in, intensity exercise, they say, can do it for you. As long as you don't pull something, of course. No, that, that, no, is, no. that is the problem. Um, I was about to say to you that uh, talking about the Times writer David Aronovich saying how little he was looking forward to the World Cup and a woman wrote to the Times today with a very interesting suggestion. She said, I agree with everything in David Aronovich's article. I'd suggest that in future, when deciding where to hold the World Cup, FIFA delegates should ask themselves whether the Women's World Cup could be held in the same country. If the answer is no, they have their answers from yeah. Jane Kelly. Good point, well made. It is a good point, I think. Talking of the World Cup, oh, yes. there is a new um, documentary, pretty hard-hitting documentary. We hope to have the, the people behind it joining us in the studio. Uh, it starts on Netflix on November the 10th. And in the trailer, of course, we see a scene of course we where do. Sepp Blatter is surrounded by dollar bills as they flutter from the sky. And the man responsible for that has just wandered into the mm. studio. It is comedian... Uh, Simon Brodkin, are you, Simon? I've just been released. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what's so galling is um, not only did I go behind bars and Sep didn't, but yeah. now the man's getting a whole movie and I've got nothing, <laughs> not a mention. There's no justice. Um, you felt in that moment, though, when you did that prank, when you you kind of threw that money in the air, and it was brilliant. You heard the shutters going on the cameras, and it was being filmed. You knew it was going to haunt him forever. Um, I mean, it's it, it's an amazing it's an amazing legacy, really, when you think about it from a football point of view. It was a good shot. Let's be honest, it was a good shot. <laughs> well, it was literally the money shot. It was the money shot, and I, I, I um, and anyone can get it free of charge. Um, so I was literally doing the opposite of what he was doing. I was giving out my stuff for free, but it yeah. was it was that that was just one part of it. Obviously, the throwing the money in the air, um, which was um, it was a good throw. I'm not going to lie, it was yeah. a good throw. I practiced a couple of times in my hotel room in Switzerland. Did you, did you really? It was, it was, <laughs> to get the, did, get the right flutter. Did, the, 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 the most, um, in terms of wanting to see a bloke um, pathetically practising something before, I, did, I remember in a hotel room in Manchester uh, setting up a whole load of cushions to uh, to see what how far I'd have to reach up to hand Theresa May a piece of paper. <laughs> which really? Was, yeah, so that was, <laughs> they should do it behind the scenes. Netflix should have been following me. That would have been the interesting bit, and then yeah. that could have been the final well, little Well, you chapter. did do the making of a prank when you did your um, one on Britain's Got Talent, didn't you? Yes. They kind of followed you as you attempted to infiltrate that as yep. a kind of hard luck story. Yes, that was Britain's Greatest Hoaxer, which yeah. always made me sound like the dodgiest bloke. Like, <laughs> like a Dom Littlewood show. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Like you're Don't... selling lighters or something, or dodgy gear. Simon Brogkin looks like one of us. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be fooled, though. Don't be fooled. Um, now, uh, we've mentioned before that an awful lot of what you did uh, in the past was kind of character comedy, uh, with Lee Nelson, etc. But um, your stand-up shows are going really well. You're on tour next year, and uh, you've had great reviews just for be, you know going on stage with the microphone and, and, and being you. Is it nice being you? 
It is great. But it's, <laughs> that's like Dr. Anthony Clare. That's like in the psychiatrist's chair. You might, you might like Hank. I'm going to pay you, John I'm, Freeman. I'm going to have to pay you for this session. Yeah. Right? Do you want me to lie down? Just, just lie down, this? Simon. Yeah. Is it, um, um, and and um, thanks for massaging my feet. And that's the, um, the, the, the so we have got. Um, it was a weird start moving away from all the characters mm. because that's what I'd done with yeah, yeah. every single step of the way the first time I ever stood on stage was as Lee you know so coming on stage and not sounding like you are you bunch of legends yeah, was, yeah. was like was just wait how do I even hold the mic how do I talk what do I want to say and that process um is being then at the end of it I'm now standing there being me talking about real things when I slag off children, it's actually my children. Yeah. It's incredibly <laughs> cathartic. Yeah. Uh, that's my wife who I'm genuinely making. Well, because people would know if if they were if on on social media during lockdown, they'll they would have seen your your family because you did some very very funny sort of lockdown videos and featuring the featuring the family. Yes, they were available. Funnily enough, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, one that just blew up um, was the. Was it the one where they leave for school and then homeschooling? Oh, yes, homeschooling, that was keeping a very it good real one. for the kids when they came in. I said, "Quick, you're late for school." Sent them out, and then I quickly <laughs> took off my jacket, uh, my, my jumper, and underneath there was like a proper uh, yeah. teacher tie shirt <laughs> lot. And then they rang on the bell, opened it, and I, you're late. It was the kids coming back. <laughs> Get in there now. Um, but what my, my favourite was was the um, Groundhog Day the lockdown mm. Groundhog Day which started off all pleasant fun we're doing Joe Wicks we're doing um, <laughs> homeschooling everyone's grinning everyone's smiling four months later yeah. beer cans all over the bed <laughs> we're stuffing our faces during Joe Wicks and then the final the final the, the, the I won't say what happens during the teacher scene but um, <laughs> let, let's just say I wasn't exactly concentrating on, on, on my kid uh, and then the final scene which um, was, was was me smothering my kid with a pillow <laughs> which, um, which you shouldn't try which, you shouldn't try yeah, and people are like is not. he alright is he okay it's yeah. like, it, it was a joke it was a joke I had to do a little clip of him going I'm okay yeah, no. <laughs> and I, now you're basically going out there as yourself I mean are the, are the pranks something you're you're still considering do you still think them up would you do more or have you left them behind once a pranker always a pranker yeah. you, I think that's what people I say to so. me I think so shout that to you in the street <laughs> don't they yeah. I think that's what they said listen um, the, a lot of them are pranking themselves at the moment aren't they mm. I didn't actually have enough time to handle his truss of P45. I've got it already. <laughs> true. The printer said it's going to be delivered in six weeks. Too late, mate. Too late. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, not being able to keep within two metres of people for the for a couple of years yeah. did hamper that, things. That's the thing. You are a marked man there, isn't it? Probably you're on everybody. You're on everybody's list. If there's a big event coming up, just look out for... Oh, by the way, final word mm. of the briefing, look out for this fella. It's amazing. I passed some um, coppers and I'm now on like the, 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 the police. I'm, I feel like I've gone so rogue they now love me. I, I, I was in uh, Tottenham Court Road Station. Then they're doing like a huge drug bust on the load of people. There's like tens of coppers. One that could tap on the shoulder, turn round. I'm like, oh, here we go. What's the old bill want? Yeah. Can I have a selfie, mate? <laughs> so there's a brilliant selfie that I just posted on Insta the other day where he's holding the phone up um, and, and taking a picture of me and I'm, I'm smiling and pointing at the camera. And then behind... There's like seven coppers holding down <laughs> someone in the middle of a raid. <laughs> and what, what I've been told is they use my videos to as part of their counter-terrorism. 
Really? Um, uh, uh, um, when, yeah. Which the, way is, you, the way you've been able to infiltrate uh, yes, situations. Amazing. Wow. Another thing I'm just giving away for free to the police. <laughs> I mean, can <laughs> someone give me anything? Yeah, that's, that's why true. I've got this tour. Please, I need to make something. <laughs> it's very interesting because your pranks are sort of satirical, but there was this bloke, Java. Have you seen he got a ban from sort of sport? Right. Finally got. He, he, this is the guy that kept coming on, you know, during the cricket. Oh. He'd be dressed as a cricket and he'd walk in as a batsman. Right. And it was sort of mildly amusing for a while, but then it's all got yeah. a bit much. Well, I think you, know, you don't. You don't oh, I mean, you you do one and you move on. You don't. I mean, you do, do a couple of good the, football yeah, ones. The, a very good one with the England players. We try to get on the plane. Yeah. The England players the to the World Cup, turning up as Jason yeah. Bent. Mm. Um, and you've warmed up on the pitch with it. Warmed up with City. That was um, again <laughs> as Jason Bent um, saying, you know, hey, me, 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 me agent told me I'd sign for City. <laughs> What's going on? And it was uh, but the players it was at the time when they. They've, they've the, seen all these. They, they? They've seen all these now, mm. and actually, there's a lovely picture of me getting hauled off by the the, the police as I was trying to join the England squad, and, <laughs> and Stevie Gerrard just massive grin on his face. Um, but yeah, banned lovely. from sport. That sounds intriguing. Yeah, that takes some that mm. takes some banning as well. So, um, screwed up is Simon's tour, um, brand new 2023 tour. It's all at simonbrodkin.com. Yes, kicks off February in uh, Chatham, yeah. Tunbridge Wells, Bedford, all through Bath, Nottingham, Liverpool. It's an extensive tour. Yeah. You're catching wherever you are in the country all the way. Wow, a sizable tour right Just through until June. Dates. Just oh, excellent. Dates. It's Brilliant. fine. So all the all your guns, simonbrodkin.com, all the ticket details are there. Simon, lovely to see you as always. Always a joy, guys. Thanks for popping in. Good luck with the tour. No, no doubt you're doing some warm-up gigs in the build-up to that, or is that the plan? Uh, um, warm-up gigs, doing little circuit stuff, and then building up to little theatres, yeah. and um, eventually, hopefully, inviting Sep. Teresa, oh, Kanye. Nice. Yeah, have a night. Uh, have a, no, the no hard the, feelings the, evening. The no hard feelings. I'm sure Sep. I'm sure Sep looks back on that with a real wry smile. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you, Simon. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Ian Holloway joins us shortly to chat about his new book, How to Be a Football Manager. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. We'd like to say we're joined in the studio by Ian Holloway. His uh, book is out, How to Be a Football Manager. Ollie, good to see you. Lovely to see Hello, you. Hello, boys. How are you doing? Uh, the, the great good. thing about the book, I'm saying to you, honestly, I, I mean this for real. It, it's very entertaining, as you were as a manager and, and as a personality and a character. Well, very you. entertaining. Great anecdotes and great stories in there. But it's also, if I was an aspiring manager, whether I'm doing youth football, whatever it is, or Sunday morning football, it's a lot of practical advice. I mean, this is all, this is your experience. This is like a blueprint, a kind of history of someone managing different levels of the game. So did you want it to be that? Did you want it to have some, not just be entertaining, but to have some practical use as well I I wouldn't have done it if it was not the the normal this is what I did and I went here and we, you know these stories connected to the games that I played you know what how many games I've had in my life I'm only 18 short of a thousand as a manager but wow. what I wanted to do was they gave me some topics to think about what I would say if I could get that over to someone who hasn't done it but was thinking about doing it and, mm. and oh wow Honestly, it, it really floated my boat and it's emotional when you do it because you remember things and in a nice way you remember things that you had to deal with and and, and I've been brutally honest with myself like mm. I have all my life and, you know, it's about dealing with the disappointment um, of losing, of drawing and then the joy of winning and that don't always... It's, it's, doesn't always last very long so you've got to try and get through those moments and be the one that lifts everybody and because the arrows are being pointed at your back you're the only one even if the the owners get any stick they end up pointing it of course they dodge out of the way and point it at you but you know that's the, the the animal of it really and to have done it for so long and to have so much knowledge now i believe i'd be a lot better manager than i've ever been if i was managing right now but mm. you know that opportunity isn't there so I thought why? why why not do this when football I believe is growing so quickly and so fast because mm. girls and ladies can do it so there's lots of people out there who are going to enjoy our wonderful game because it is something else honestly I'm yeah. so glad I've loved it all my life and you know if I can share my experiences why not do it that way and you know I'm really chuffed with it I'm really pleased with mm. it and yeah, you should be. As I said, it's really, hopefully really fascinating. people are like I mean, it. And even if you're not a football person, it will help you if mm. you're a businessman doing what you do. Because I, I am brutally honest about well, it's managing, some it's, of the it's things. It's managing people, and that's yeah, true that's, of any profession, isn't it? Absolutely. Really, whether it's that's in a football. big part of the job. Dealing yeah. with the chairman, as you mentioned, dealing yeah. with the players, dealing with the fans. Well, dealing with you two, because you've got to manage each other, haven't <laughs> yeah. you? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> do you, I mean, you managed in all four divisions. Even Pep can't say that. I mean, did you have a favourite? Did you prefer at the Premier League or the lower level? When I got to the Premier League, mm. that you could see the enormity of it. It almost becomes impersonal. It becomes a huge business, and and I don't think that's a good thing to look at. You mm. know, 
Um, I I prefer someone like Bill Shankly's take on it that you know that socialism and we're all going to have a chance if we do well we'll all get a fair share of it and I want to keep believing that whether it's actually true or not so but I, I honestly say lads it was such a, a honour to have been a manager for one day for anybody mm. such a privilege and, and us managers we actually do feel that way and I know fans don't it's so easy to get despondent about this and blame someone but you know I, I hope that if you read this that you'll cut us a little bit more slack because mm. I've almost got this thing where I can read between the lines now and if some club does something and their managers I, I know probably why that everybody yeah. else doesn't do you know what I mean a bit like sure. men in black where mm. you know the, the world's going to blow up and they zap you once they solve the problem it's mm. a bit like that in football but the, the beautiful thing for me is I can tell every that every single club is totally unique it's run in a totally different way and, you know, hopefully I want you to understand the problems that the men that are charged and yeah. lucky enough to do it actually have and live through. A bit, a bit like the QPR fellow who rang me up and when we lost the, the story in the book where yeah. we, we lost to uh, Vauxhall Motors and, and I invited him in and we, we had a chat for an hour and when I told him, no, I can't pick him because he was injured and he was and he's suspended and, oh, no, he's got a problem at home with his wife and... Uh, pick the team and he picked the same team I did that he was moaning them <laughs> yeah. about, you know? and that's how ridiculous but he went away and told the fans yeah. the fans for him that you know Ollie couldn't do any more at that time and, and it really helped me at that mm. particular yeah. time so a lot of the time it's what we don't know you know even with Ronaldo the other day I, I, I knew exactly what was happening I could see and I'm so glad it's resolved itself with that genius actually scoring again you know yeah, he got it wrong Ten Hag was blamed for it but do you know what Think about it, son. Mm. You're a great bloke. Get back out there. Just do what your boss says, and and you, you you're brilliant. Yeah. You know, honestly. And and I'm so glad last night he gone and scored for Man United again. That would have been terrible, yeah. crying shame. But if you look at that one situation, look at Roy Keane's passion the other day with Gary Neville about how Roy felt, how wonderful he is, and he still scores goals. So none of us are right. Mm. And I've said this so many times, I bump into people in the pub and the local people, and they go, I said, yeah, just because I'm paid for my opinion, don't make it known that I know any more than you, mm. you know? It ain't about that. So I've been very fortunate to have a go. And uh, I swear to you, it's a total privilege. To anybody I never did well for, I'm sorry, I didn't really mm. mean that to happen. Mm. But unfortunately, that's life. And, and I can look in the mirror and say, I tried as hard as I could to help your club. Um, and I'm gutted that it didn't. Yeah. Work. Well, we're, we're going to keep talking about the book. How to be a football manager by Ian Holloway uh, is uh, out now in Hull. And but... how not to be as well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's part of it as well. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. We're chatting to Ian Holloway, former Blackpool QPR manager, and uh, his book is How to Be a Football Manager, and very entertaining it is too. And you dedicate it to, uh, you say, my wonderful wife, Kim, and mm. long-suffering, as you, as you point out, <laughs> yeah. the years of been moving around the country with you job to job. You also make the point, it's a lot of wisdom in the book, Ollie, definitely about, and, and a lot of kind of, you know, you're quite self-critical and you look at the way you did things, good and bad. But you're saying it, I wish I was... I wish I was uh, uh, like I am in life as I am as a manager. So that's interesting. You know, all that wisdom and everything you've learned and everything you do as a manager, you say you feel like you're a different person in day-to-day -day life, maybe. Yeah, I, I think um, 
everything's expected of you and you know you can't if you sh- over show emotion as a manager it's wrong if you under show it you know you it's very difficult to to be the one that everything's blamed at and and, and you can't really then deflect it to anyone else mm. because you you have to do that in private to make sure someone and as long as you can keep them believing that they they are the ones who have to perform and you are the ones who can help them do it by being open and honest but I, I found I was probably too honest with certain players and they couldn't deal with it. You know, my my brutal honesty and I I would have an anger issue as well. I Instead of being determined like I always was, I, I felt I needed to get angry and and that's not a good balance to be if, you, mm. if you're a football manager, you know, and, and people talk about Sir Alex with his hair dryers and all that, but, you know, what he was was immensely in control of himself and who he was, but... You you've got to try and live through who you want to be, and realize that might be slightly different at home. That uh, mm. is it work, you know. And so you're you saying you're kind of putting on not an act as such, but you're you're it's a role. You're well, performing it's, a role. It's like a cloak. You yeah, you yeah. actually put your cloak, and then you you can find yourself. But you know, I I found later on in my career that you know. I needed a laugh, I needed a joke, and maybe sometimes I did it too much or at the wrong time, and then I was not taken seriously enough. Mm. Do you mean some of the, the, some of the interviews yeah. and stuff? Yeah, some of the, yeah. the, 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 the journalists the loved the press conferences and the witty answers and all, but I just wondered if it did count against you. I honestly believe that I didn't realise that how far it would spread and how mm. other people can take it, and they sometimes took it out of context and, you know... Uh, Listen, I, I I can't change. I am who I am, and you know, I, I, my my voice is quite distinctive as well mm. from where I'm from. And you know, people recognise there was a famous group called the Wurzels. You know, and <laughs> God, I, I do wish you know maybe I got something that wrong, but in the end, I, I it's you have to embrace who you are and be proud of who you are and then go about your work and try and do it and try and make everybody else feel comfortable if they know yeah. I, I found if they know where you're coming from and what you want and you make that really clear that's when you're doing your best and i didn't always do it that clearly you know when mm. when you're learning you know and, and even in what you wear sometimes with the suit should i wear a suit or should i wear a track suit and you know you see someone else wear it one week and you think, oh, hang on, that's me. But I, I found at the end I want to feel smart because really I want to represent the club. And everywhere I went in the end, I would wear club gear. Sometimes I bought it, sometimes they gave it me because I wanted to represent that club mm. to everybody and make sure that they recognise who I'm trying to be for them. But, you know, as I say, the horrible thing is no matter how many games you have, there are still defeats on your record there are no, nobody's ever perfect if you, if you were a boxer for example you and you lost a couple you, you're out aren't you but football you you'll still be in you might lose like two thirds of one third of your games but still win something yeah. so you know at the end of the day you're trying to find yourself and you're trying to lead people and and I had a terrible problem with myself for a while because I was too self-critical mm. right if I could talk to my own inner self like I talk to my players and I, how easy it is for me to forgive them. I had this terrible problem that inside I wasn't good enough, and I, I and I believe a lot of us have that. So mm. what I'm trying to share out is, wait a minute, you know, come on, have a look at your own self-encouragement as well when you're down, because how you deal with a disappointment sets yourself up to come out of that, rise out of it like a phoenix, and then 
you will have some mm. success because every successful person I totally believe in their life has had to deal with adversity because you're Absolutely. not in control of that sure. event no, are no, you? That's you get right. what I mean? it's how you yeah. respond to it isn't it really? Tony Poulis uh, another brilliant manager he writes the forward in your book and he, in it he praises your paintings and sketches I wasn't aware that you did that um, is he being sarcastic no he's not no no I when I was at I, I, I want to be an artist and um, I did uh, design for printing as well I, to try and get a, a second thing and I, I realised that you know I've got to leave that leave that to one side but since then I've tried I, I could always draw have you gone uh, back to it now I am got, I'm going oh, back brilliant. to it yeah and I've yeah, done done a fair few things and um, I've had a, some local lessons in Corsham where, where I'm not far from did some acrylic stuff but I met this wonderful fella up in Burnley when I was out there called Riley Peter Riley and you know he, he had some paintings on the wall of the pub and I went in and he went hey, Stanley call that a suit and it's like yeah. what what oh you must, yeah you, you, you must Stanley. I said you must be Riley the blind painter look at you he went uh, anyway we could become great friends and he put on one night in his house a, a lesson for Kim and I he bought us a canvas he said there you go and we've been great friends ever since but he helped me immensely by by saying, "Ollie, you know it is good. You know, believe in yourself. Don't I don't care if anyone don't like my painting. Yeah. How can you care so much? Because I've always everything I've done, even if it's gone well, I didn't think it was good enough. It's mm. weird, and I know there'll be a lot of people understand what I'm saying here because it's imposter syndrome. It? It, it, it is, yeah, yeah. And I think I've had that, and you know, I've had to live with it, and it ain't it ain't a nice thing. But I, yeah. I'm more than." When I look back now and the people I've met in football and the people I've done well for or not done well for, I, I they know I tried. Yeah. And on my stone, when I go, I want Ollie, here lies Ollie, he tried his best, you know? We've had a, a, a message coming. Darren, who's a West Brom fan, he said, it's brilliant to hear Ian Holloway again on the station. Uh, I wish he was in charge of our club at some stage. We would have been brilliant. I can't see him being out of the game for uh, long. Good luck to him, he said, and his family. If I ever win the lottery and go mad and buy my football club, I'll definitely give him a bell. So that might be a, <laughs> might yeah. be a long wait for the Albion job. Uh, <laughs> he might, nice, though, he might win the Euro millions and, tonight. I mean, clearly, as you said, you've got, the, book, the book tells <laughs> us you've got all this wisdom, all this experience, all this knowledge, and it's, it's often the case, um, armed with all that, uh, it's a matter of getting back in again. I mean, do you miss it? Would you like to get back in again to manage? Um, yeah, I, I, I miss the everyday contact with people and, and feeling needed is weird. You know, my wife runs the house so well that won't matter whether I'm there or not, really, and I probably get in the way a little bit. But um, I also realised that during COVID, I think the most important thing, I, I was locked in in a house in Grimsby and uh, I thought, what am I actually doing? Mm. We weren't allowed out. We couldn't go out. We couldn't see our family. We missed... Christmas with with my grandkids and I thought what Ollie what are you doing you know Kim what are we doing so you know at the end of the day they hate me for leaving but my heart was breaking I'm not being funny mm. you know and there was no crowds mm. you know when I first went there we started winning the the crowds went from 4,000 up to 6,000 and a bit like the Pied Piper I was making them all feel good about mm. themselves and then all of a sudden Covid kicked there was none of them there yeah. and it's like Acting in front of no crowd, it, sure. it, it was so yeah, it soulless was, it was and grim, lifeless. It? And, well, yeah, it and I just felt, do you know what? The most valuable thing I've got left is time. 
time to spend with the people I care the most. And I was so badly asked my wife, you should see me with my grandchildren. I spoil them rotten mm. in a lovely mm. way mm. and try and see who they're going to become. And, you know, it's just a wonderful, wonderful privilege to, to be a grandparent. Mm. And, and you know, I was missing all of that. So now I feel totally like caged up, you know, so mm. I need to do something else or whatever else yeah. it is. And I missed coming on air, you know, it was uh, COVID killed that as well with mm. the traveling and what have you. But, you know, I got to be honest, it's, it's nice to be unlocked and allowed out. And, and, sure. and I hoped we all came out of it. Yeah. With a, with a better feeling for everybody else. Mm. And, and I, I feel the world's gone a little bit the other way and a bit more selfish and a bit more greedy. And, you know, I, I can't believe what's actually happening with Putin and what he's doing. Wow. What is going yeah. on? So let's have some good news. And I and I hope I can help someone just by picking that up. If yeah. they're thinking about what's this game all about. And, and all it's done for me is make me realise I need people. And I need to open up to those people so I can they can help me and I can help them. Yeah. And, and when I'm talking about going back where I grew up on a council estate, everybody in that estate would help everybody else. Mm. Mum, dad would say, oh, come on in, have a sandwich, Jean. And my mum would have to run up to Auntie Evelyn's and get some a tin of Spam because we had no meat, but dad mm. had offered them a sandwich. But that was, and it would be IOU, do you know what I mean? Mm, I yeah. want that to come back to our wonderful country because yeah. that's when we're our best, isn't it? Yeah. The minute. Looking out for each other, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a little bit worried mm. about it. I think, you know, as you said, with all this wisdom and all this experience, I mean, I think the book's a great calling card. I think if anybody's looking for if not a manager, a director, a football consultant, somebody can bring all that knowledge to the table at their club. They'd be mad uh, not to read this and get in touch. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Seeing off those cakes Ainsley brought in. Mm. He'd just been on this morning. Ainsley Harriet was with us earlier on. He came with a big old tray of Halloween cakes. Well, that's very nice. He said, I was just doing this morning. They had loads of them left. Very nice. Said. So I had some away for talk sport. Mm. And the uh, team have been getting stuck into them. Including Andy. You enjoy that, did you? Very nice. A bit Thank cloying. You. you guys got a broadcast with a load of sponges in your mouth. A cup of tea to go with it. But yeah, you know, it's on its way. Everything. Martin <laughs> Kellner's is here then with a week of sport on TV. <laughs> Hiya, Martin. I've just had some beans on toast. Oh, tremendous. Not, not supplied by Ainsley Harriet via this morning, I'll take it. No, supplied by Heinz. Is he your German manservant, is he? <laughs> correct. Yeah, correct. Of course. May I recommend Cross and Blackwell, a far yeah. superior yeah. bean. A lot of people say view. that. Some people like Branston as well. Yeah. But no, I, I do... I'm a traditionalist. Yeah. Um, funny, I might I just saw your tweet. Um, we just yes. uh, talked to Ian Holloway about doing your own I know, talk. I know, Six and a half hour or, or talking book that Ollie has done of his new book. And when you did sit down and cheer your excellent book on the history of sport oh, on TV, you. you had to do the same thing. Yeah, just sit I, in, it, yeah. in the room and read it. I was booked for a week. I've got, I've got the thing here. I've just opened it up. Yeah. It's got uh, eight CDs. Wow. Eight CDs. It's an <laughs> octi CD. Um, <laughs> There's only one copy left in the world, I think, so mm. I'll, I'll, I'll probably no. hold on to that. Collector's um, item. Or possibly give it, give it as a prize at some point. Mm. I think I've got so, one at home yeah. still. 
What the book? Oh, it's a great mm. read. Oh, it's it's a, you can still book. find a copy of the book. It's a very good read. So you don't um, hear me reading it. Too. No, you really <laughs> don't. Not that. Hours and hours. <laughs> so, um, TV-wise, what's taking your fancy this week, See, Martin? Well, I, I thought <clears throat> I'd celebrate a um, hundred years of uh, your BBC. So I watched a couple of things on BBC iPlayer. There's a very classy uh, documentary about Messi. I don't know whether you've seen it. Um, I've heard it's supposed to be very good. good. Yeah, yes. I haven't seen it's it. really, really good. It's, I mean, you can tell it's classy because it's got lowercase titles, you know, like it's a Woody Allen film or, <laughs> or an E. Cummings poem. But it is really, it's a really classy one. Uh, it starts with Messi uh, bidding a tearful farewell to Barcelona. And you sort of think, well, why is he going? Why is he yeah. going there? He's so upset. Um, but then he goes right back to the beginning at uh, Rosario in Argentina, his, uh, his home village, goes through all the sort of family values, very working class childhood, very, very grounded guy uh, and some brilliant footage. I know you'll have seen some of the footage of him as uh, as a kid. There's yeah, the one where he kind of weaves through all the kids, oh. that old bit of grainy footage oh. and scores that and goal. He, and yeah. he's taken oh. a lot of stick oh. in Argentina for, because yes. compared to Maradona, he's not, he hasn't won the World Cup. But I've got a feeling he's in great form and I think he might do just, something. Just need to stop for a moment because Ben Fletcher has... has pop back into the studio. Fletcher, you've got a bit of breaking news. Indeed, from the world of F1, the FIA has announced that Red Bull have been hit with a $7 million fine, that's £6.07 million, and a 10% reduction in permitted aerodynamic research, uh, that for breaking F1's budget cap last year. You remember uh, Red Bull overspent the uh, the cap by £1.86 million back in 2021 when Max Verstappen won his first controversial title so Red Bull hit with a seven million dollar fine and a 10% reduction in permitted aerodynamic research going forward we might try and bring you some uh, reaction to that story before we leave you at four o'clock thank you Fletch um, they're going to exactly. reinstate Lewis haven't they as the champion well it we? doesn't sound like it goes that far anyway <laughs> we'll say we'll try and get some reaction to that but uh, Martin Kellner's with us sorry Martin Andy was just talking it's, about Messi you'll tell us more about the documentary yeah interesting actually on the show overnight we're uh, paying a bit of a tribute to uh, the guy Matty Sheets who was the guy who founded Red Bull mm. you know he uh, was like a very obscure drink that he had in uh, Thailand yeah. and decided you know the world there's a lot of drinks like that in there. Thailand <laughs> I don't know if you've <laughs> been there's quite a lot of <laughs> I've never been. No. Some that, yeah, that, some that make Red Bull feel like a glass of water. Maybe some of them should be best avoided, but not Red Bull, of course. I'm talking no, about some of, of the, the GTI versions of that yeah. particular stuff. Anyway, Martin, sorry. Yeah, Messi. back to the documentary. Back to Messi. Yeah. And Andy is absolutely right. And there's a lot in the documentary mm. about uh, Argentina's attitude towards uh, Messi. Where you're exactly right, Andy. Uh, they think he's too European. You know, because he, he's not played in Argentina. He's, he's a European as far as they're concerned. And he does get this all the time. And, of course, they lost three Copa America finals. Um, eventually, in 2021, they won the Copa America. And you could see that the players knew the stick that uh, Lionel Messi had taken. Because, you know, after the final, they, they finally won the Copa America. They all went running to him, you know, as, as if to say... It was almost like a, a statement for the crowd that, uh, yes, he is a real um, Argentinian. Mm. But it's, uh, it, it's, re it's really good because, um, basically, he's not, he's not an outgoing character. You can make a documentary about Mar Maradona. It's relatively easy mm. because uh, Maradona's had several, <laughs> several different careers and you know, there's been several different phases to them. Mm. But he's very shy, Messi. Mm. So they have to... And he, do he doesn't talk a lot himself. 
himself. You can't think of that many uh, interviews. I mean, he gives interviews, but uh, not many. Um, so it's basically other people are telling the story. Rhea Ferdinand's very... Um, very interesting about uh, Messi when he, and he says there's no eye contact at all when you're playing against him right. uh, and uh, Alex Ferguson afterwards after the, the you know Man United were beaten said um, he should have maybe put uh, Ji Sung Park on him instead um, and he might have but even so you would just maybe slowed him down but Rio said he's nowhere you can't really see him you can't even sense him and then all of a sudden he's um, he's right on top of you and he's uh, you know he's taking you to the cleaners yeah, no, okay. yeah, he's a very special player, player. Gary got, very special. so that's on the it's maybe on the iPlayer Martin is that that's right? on the iPlayer the yeah iPlayer. well well worth uh, we got time to uh, squeeze watch, uh, one more in um, okay what, what well let's go from the, from the sublime to the ridiculous okay uh, it's a thing called uh, squad goals, Dorking Till I Die, yeah. also on the BBC iPlayer. And it's all about the uh, Dorking women's team. There's obviously been uh, a bit of a boom in grassroots women's football mm-hmm. since the success of the, uh, uh, of, uh, of the uh, what's it? The Lionesses. Yeah, the what's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was talking about the goddesses, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Goddess. The, the goddesses, well, you're not far <laughs> off. I mean, they're, they're one of yeah, European the championship, for goodness sake. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a bit of, it's a bit of a show about, uh, about Dorking. And uh, Callum Best, Callum Best, the uh, new chairman, who's uh, when he said, but it's a TV gimmick, really. Yeah. Um, it's a load of old nonsense. Um, <laughs> but I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know Dorking very well. You know, you probably know it better than me. Mm, but apparently, it's known for a huge cock. Uh, on a roundabout. Oh, okay. okay. You know, I, know, yes. I, never, I, I never knew that. I'm glad Didn't you, you carried they said on it that the, sentence. They yeah. said it in the programme. Okay. Uh, that's what Dorking's uh, <laughs> known for. the reason you reviewed that this week. Yeah. That's yeah. the only reason. Uh, but uh, there's, a, there's a bit where Callum Best says, uh, Welcome to my crib. Oh, and he okay. shows you around his crib oh. where he's got crystal candles there. Right. And, he's a, she's uh, a lovely girl, crystal candles. Oh, crystal candles, marvellous <laughs> country singer. Does she play centre-half for the Dorking The Dorking Cockerel no, is what it's called. It's called the Dorking Cockerel, Martin. The Dorking you're, you're, cockerel play, you're playing with us, of course. <laughs> yeah. so, oh, no, yes. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting you mentioned crystal candles. Mm. Well, I mentioned crystal candles, who isn't one of the players. Right. But the players all have sort of fairly... Um, Unusual names. Right. There, there's Charlie with an I. Okay, Charlie yeah, it's not, that's not that unusual um, these days. No, I don't think, isn't yeah. it? No. Chippy. No. One of them is one of the girls is called Chippy. Okay. They're all very nice and yeah. everything, but you it's, know, a, it's a TV conceit, Martin. You, it's very much really, a TV. You, you, con- that's, yeah. that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a TV conceit. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they, they get they're in this cup tie against Portsmouth. Mm. And Callum gives them the you know a brilliant talking to, yeah. uh, a fantastic motivational speech, mm. and they give you thirteen nil, oh. uh, which is so clear. <laughs> spoiler alert! Oh dear. I was looking spoiler. forward to that game. So, Martin, we're out of time. You're back overnight. Yeah, no worries, You're no back worries. overnight, aren't you? I am back overnight. Absolutely. One a.m. to uh, six a.m. T- uh, overnight tonight and tomorrow. Cheers, Martin. Thanks a lot. Okay. Cheers, boys. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We'll do it all again tomorrow. Uh, no, we won't. We'll do it all again on Monday. Uh, I'm really happy. Coming in on your own. You can't tell it. <laughs> Late on a Friday. Um, yeah, we'll do it all again on Monday. And Danny Kelly will join us and all the regular Monday stuff. We look forward to that. Uh, have a great weekend. Um, keep it TalkSport and we will catch up with you on Monday at one, if not the podcast available around four. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on TalkSport. 
Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.